Hi everyone, and welcome to Marvelous Pod podcast, where we are going to be talking about the latest episode, Just Jen. And I want to keep calling it Just Jen, because Just Jen is a significantly better name than She-Hulk <laughs> after my weeks of complaining about She-Hulk. So welcome to the Just Jen podcast. I'm joined by Laura. Hi. And I'm joined by Abby. Hello. So, Just Jen. Abby, what did you think of Just Jen? Yeah. I feel like this is how I'm starting my response to everything. It's... <laughs> The thing is, you know how, like, right at the beginning, we were like, oh, well, you know, a comedy is friends. And I may as well just lead with the fact that I cannot believe they wholesale took a joke from friends and just shoved it in the middle of this episode. Like, such a... <laughs> Nobody? You're going to have to expand Which one? on that Which one? one. I mean, unless it's from something else that I haven't seen. But Chappie the be. dog at the wedding... Is the dog at Phoebe's Oh, wedding. yes, yes, you're right. Yes. Uh, I see. And then yeah. Ross yeah, has yeah. to carry the dog. And it's wearing the same outfit. And it's really I old. I can watch this just now. Yeah. Um, and it's practically dying as this one ha- was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it was just so weird. Mm. And uh, that kind of threw me for a little while whilst I thought about this. And, you know, there was lots of Nikki, though. And that's good. Mm. I like <laughs> she's Again, it is that thing where it's like, Here's Jen, and here's some other people, and you really enjoy watching them. <laughs> <laughs> and it also finished in the middle of like something interesting, which somehow feels less like a cliffhanger in these short episodes and more annoying. I feel like we're stacking <laughs> up the things now, and eventually we'll get an episode that puts them all together and we'll all feel a sense of relief and progress. But um, hmm. as yet, it's just building up a slight kind of, oh... The plot. Okay. <laughs> I'm reaching for the plot. Yeah. Laura, what were your thoughts on Just Jen? Well, we recorded episode five on Monday, and today mm-hmm. is Thursday of the same week. And I was worried because I've not had the chance to edit that episode and get it out for this episode. But I shouldn't have worried because pretty much nothing happened to do with the plot in this <laughs> episode. Um, it was fine, but not great. And I keep saying this, but exactly the same as Abby. I need more story in my MCU. Mm. Um, if they're going to do it, you know, they're obviously there is something that they're trying to do as a long term, such as that, mm-hmm. or not long term, as serialized, as we saw from that final scene. But it's so little, like kind of tacked on. Mm. Then um, yeah, a little frustrated. How about you, Matthew? Uh, kind of the same. This really didn't make me laugh I think mm. at all I feel like there was one thing that I enjoyed and I now can't remember what I laughed but I... when she opened up the mm-hmm. invitation yeah. and the glitter mm-hmm. went everywhere I also okay. laughed because I'm like it's just so like yes absolutely and then I didn't <laughs> laugh again right mm. it was something particularly good about it just dumped on the floor it was, yeah. it was, it was a good <laughs> shot somebody knew what they were doing with that card and that glitter <laughs> sorry Matthew I interrupted uh, no, yeah, I'm happy to talk about things. I said last week I'll try to bring positivity and positive things we want to talk about. Tatiana Maslany, really good at drunk acting. Yeah, true. Really enjoyed that. I think it might stand out because the bride was so bad at it and and it <laughs> stood out how bad by comparison. So I'm like, okay, let's give her credit for that because I'm not sure. I, no, I enjoyed the close-up of Jamila. Jamila, I can't remember Jamila. her name. Jamila Jamil. Thank you. Um, the close-up of her face when the bride is saying, don't make it all about her, and she's looking and you're like, oh, no, no, this is all about her. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you like her accent this week, Matthew? So I didn't notice the accent. So yes, clearly it was good because, for instance, you notice when people do bad, um, bad American accents or, or ones that don't seem to suit them. Yeah, I just watched the Bling so, yes. Ring before we oh, came on. Yeah, okay. And uh, Emma Watson's American accent is not good. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I do really like that film. Yeah, hmm. I thought it was good. I like Shilky. Yeah, I prefer that to She-Hulk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like you really have to work for for that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I liked her blue polka dot dress. I thought that was very nice. Oh, look like a swimsuit. Uh, no. But when she's doing the posing bit, you know, when her friends are going, oh, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. Her waist is ridiculously tiny. I would think mm. even just for a normal human, you would think, oh, tiny waist. But then when everything mm-hmm. else is, yeah, just, yeah, not very... Um, but yes, there was a B plot this week, mm. and the B plot was generally significantly more interesting. Um, I feel like oh, I, I have a slight issue with the introduction of Mister Immortal as, as alongside Titania because it's a little bit like like it is now that just the X Men are here, and hey, there's lots of people with powers. Where yeah. kind of the point of it has always been. We're going to see the people in this world who who will become superpowered individuals, or meet the organisations they are within. But now it's sort of gone into a no. This is the Marvel. The, the four thousand characters of the Marvel comics are now in this world, and we're just going to meet them slowly. Yeah, it does seem to be that it's not unusual. Hmm. Which makes me wonder then why are people always so kind of like oh, when she transforms? Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's another one of them. I don't know this one, but, you know, I'm sure they'll have Instagram soon. Mm. And, and that's the sort of distance that will come more as we have more. Mm. Oh, there's an immortal person. Oh, there's a just a super strong influencer. Okay. And we, we just know this fact. All right. Mm. But as much as I have complained about them constantly doing men, ugh, dear, the way... In the, I don't think it was deposition, the interview with Mr. Immortal, they just start going at him for how awful he is. Mm. I thought they did it very well. They actually called out the behaviours and gave examples of where the behaviours should have been done better. So, mm. that was good. I don't think they were very good lawyers for him. No. But they are the big super superhero lawyers. Yeah. It's not super. It was superpowered individuals, or something, wasn't it? Or... Yeah, but what I'm saying is, they were very much on the side of the other side of the table. Yeah, yeah. So it weren't exactly putting his best interests forward as his lawyers. And I like that. <laughs> as an audience member, I actually appreciated and enjoyed it. So, mm. yeah, I did. Um, I think of the. I don't know. I, I was going to say of the two storylines we've got there. Say I think I preferred the legal storyline, but I was just looking at my notes and I've got various things for the wedding. And I've got legal storyline. Mr. Immortal was an interesting case. And that's pretty much all of my notes. <laughs> so maybe not so interesting. Or I was so engaged. No, that wasn't that's, the case. That's the start of your 2000 word essay yes. about the, the B plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I quite like the Mr. Immortal thing. I thought it was, it was quite nicely done. It wasn't overdone, I think. As you said, Matthew, they, they've been a bit kind of men and then caps lock. And this was like men <laughs> paragraphs. Which, yeah. and, you know, I liked the assortment of exes. I thought that was mm-hmm. amusing. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. 
it was a good construct. It was just, oh, I'd rather kill myself and have a conversation. And then yes. I, I really laughed when he jumped out of the window. I genuinely yeah. did. That was really <laughs> funny. Um, it was a nice taking of it to its logical conclusion. There was that thing where it's like, oh, but you can write this. Mm-hmm. But apparently what, what I find that you can't write for me is She-Hulk. <laughs> you can actually write a legal comedy, but not with Jenna which yeah, really weird. I enjoyed Mallory a lot in this. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I want the spin-off with everybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I, in fact, just Nikki, not just Jen, just Nikki, yeah. and and the the adventures of a paralegal having wacky cases. I really like when Mallory brought her closer. Like, come sit closer. Come in. Yeah. Mm, I feel like that's setting up something, and mm. and and the the bit at the end where she's really crediting her with what happened, like. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But then I also really liked the bit where she was like, yeah, Mallory told me not to tell you this, so obviously I'm telling you all the things. (laughs) (laughs) That also made me laugh. Like, the way that that those two are written just feels much more engaging and interesting and the tone I thought we were going to have. And, hmm. I did like Mm. Jen in this... uh, Well, I've not disliked Jen so far, but I thought her at the wedding... And I think the fact that she's Jennifer for so long mm-hmm. and her, I thought her interactions with Josh, with Josh were cute and that kind of thing, you know, that looked like, that, yeah, I thought it was quite a cute uh, meeting for them and their, I thought they had quite good chemistry. Um, so I liked that. It was, so Lulu is clearly a nightmare, but I think it is in general quite a crappy thing to be deliberately pulling focus from the bride at a wedding. I agree. I agree. That's why you don't wear a white dress to a yes. wedding. Mm-hmm. Also, um, a Thursday, brilliant day to get married. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Much cheaper, <laughs> but also nice. Mm-hmm. But also her wedding dress was appalling. So I suppose if that had been my wedding dress, I would have been happy for people to distract from it. I can't remember her wedding dress at all. It was awful. But it was awful and introduced at the same time as they introduced the dog. And I feel like that was two jokes being done at once. Yeah. And neither necessarily land yeah. as well as it should have done. Distracted. That's probably because um, I was thinking about the friends thing. <laughs> it, it's really hard because we needed to have met Lulu before, I think, to set this up. Some reference, some phone call, some, you know, because if, if they are closer. And I know she does have a bit about why she got invited, but Bridesmaid is quite a thing. I think it's um, it's not the it's not the um the way it's sort of supposed to be, but actually I certainly heard plenty of anecdotes of that being okay. how okay. it goes. Yeah, I think particularly if you've got a few, you mm. know, if you, so you might have like your best mate and uh, or, or I don't know if it's so much now, but it used to be that you know the groom's sister or something, even if mm-hmm. you're not that close mm-hmm. to them. And like um, sometimes, I mean, I will say I I had a bridesmaid that I might be said not to know particularly well. But in terms of having somebody who would be practically available at my wedding, they were exactly the person I wanted to be there. And it worked really well from my mm. perspective. So, yeah. So, so I, th- I, I think that might be where I stick on the delivery of it. Because she, because the episodes are so, so short, we don't get the opportunity to see how the other bridesmaids are necessarily being treated. Yes. It's implied that they're all sort of having fun and she's being asked to do the stuff. Well, I think that's it, it, textual. The thing with the shirts was just weird. And and that's why it's weird, because then there are those jokes which don't match 
the rest How of it. How close. So, so, so you, you, again, there could even be a thing of, oh, yes, yeah, she was brought in to be the mm. dog's body for the day. Jen talks about how she wanted to be there and show how it, everyone how well she was doing. And I think even over and above not being able to be She-Hulk and have the great hair and so on, she was doing really well. She was asked to do stuff. She did it. She did it with aplomb. Mm-hmm. And she followed what the bride wanted in not becoming She-Hulk, in not showing off, in just drinking and having fun, despite the fact she wasn't given a plus one and was there on her own and clearly didn't really know the rest of the group. As as someone who has been an usher a number of times, like that's exactly what I expect to be as an usher. I'm finding people's seats. I'm yeah. getting the jacket for the bride when it's cold outside and stuff like that. That's what you're there for. Yeah. And it's a privilege and you do it well. I don't think I thought of ushers. I was just going to say, is usher still a thing? Like, I didn't yeah. even think mm. to have an usher. Best man gets to do the speech and standing around in photos and stuff. Just because we usher, don't have a man. You get to do stuff. I didn't it's great. think of this. I'm I'm terrible at small talk. I want to just run around and have jobs all day. It was brilliant. Have a toast. We had a toastmaster, but that was nice. Yeah. nice. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think absolutely, and that that was part that I was kind of like. Uh, I think you needed a third instance of her mm-hmm. being asked to do something, or a or it being very clear that the bridesmaids were all just sat around and then she was mm-hmm. being pushed off to do stuff. That Yeah, I think that's what we were meant to take from it, but I think it could have been a little clearer. Because, yes, otherwise, you are there. It's the bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if she had been the only one, then, yes, she would have had to deal with all of that stuff. Although, would she have to iron the groom's men's shirts? Really? Really? You know, no, I, I think they sh- she shouldn't have been asked to do that. She should have done their own bloody shirts. But if I was a bridesmaid and I was asked to do that, I'd do it on the day because you know, mm. your whole thing is you don't want to stress out the bride. You're just there to sort of support mm-hmm. and then get drunk later <laughs> when you can then spill red wine over their shirts. Accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit of kind of tonal whiplash after all of that when the drunken bride was like, She-Hulk is at my wedding! And I was like, spending your wedding the whole time. What? Yeah, mm. I thought that was a bit strange. Mm. I think if she hadn't if she hadn't seen Jen transformed at all, but even knew she could and sort of had the word beforehand saying, look, I'd rather if you didn't transform while you're at my wedding, then I think that maybe actually seeing her in the full form perhaps would have been a bit more kind of, oh no, actually this is cool. But like, yeah, it just mm. seemed like such a, a switch. So, Titania, mm. Titania, whatever. Titania. Every time. Every time. Um, <laughs> so she punches Jen in Jen form right in the face and hard enough to shoot her across the mm-hmm. patio thing there. So does this mean that Jen must have some kind of superpower protection or something while she's in Jen form? Because... There was no blood or broken nose or she shouldn't really have been able to take that punch. This is often the, the Marvel problem with the lack of consequences for basic violence. And they've definitely mm. done that before with people mm. in human form. Um, they've done exactly this with Bruce when mm. he falls out of the ship in Ragnarok. Yeah, he splats, doesn't he? And he just splats he and then he becomes the Hulk. Um, so it's... Yeah. I like to entertain you. I thought that performance was good. Her then falling on her face and breaking her veneers felt very fitting comeuppance for her. Mm-hmm. Um, are we meant to be suspicious of Josh? Because I am. I I was, and I was going to ask the same. Yes. Mm. 
that's interesting. I was suspicious because I, I and this is probably just because I watched too many, you know, dramatic romantic films mm-hmm. rather than comedic romantic films. But I was like, oh, he's going to be the groom, isn't he? And he's hitting on or something. <laughs> or... So, I, I, yes, I was suspicious, but not in the way I think they were delivering. Yeah. I wasn't right at the beginning, but then he's so, he seems pretty full on. And clearly the show has told us that nobody would ever be romantically interested or attracted to mm. um, Tatiana Maslany somehow. Uh, so, yeah, that that seems a little suspicious. While we were watching, my wife made a comment of the, the, the thing that's annoying about the show, and I think this might be part of the core of it, and particularly as fans of Orphan Black, is that it's not a good vehicle for her as an actress. No. It's it's not up to her. Mm. And it's a real shame because I wonder if someone we didn't know in that part we might have bought into a little more. But because you come into it expecting the baggage she brings with it, for better or for worse. I think that's a really good point. I think this if, if this was an actress that we didn't know and, and somebody who was... Yeah, new. Then mm. you wouldn't expect so much because, again, you know, it's hard not to make the comparison with Moonlight because it's not long ago, and that really enjoyed Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. and gave them stuff to chew on and stuff to stretch themselves and, you know, these kind of. I mean, I know that was a, was a more of a multiple personality show, and obviously, <laughs> Tatiana's come from one of those um, into this oddly sort of singular. You know, I thought it might even have more exploration of the kind of She-Hulk Gen thing, and it, yeah, mm. it comments on it, but not really. It doesn't really. It's not inside. Mm. It's a bit like a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, especially you know, with her still sort of fourth walling occasionally, but very occasionally now. Just enough to remind you that that can still happen. Yeah, mm. I actually quite so, like that first. But was there only the one? At the beginning was it just the standalone one? wedding episode but yeah i quite like that because as as now evidenced by a lot of the blather online there are a number of people who are very disappointed that daredevil didn't turn up in this one with the oh, really yeah okay. like really with the um the tease in the last episode and so i think i, I quite like them actually you know noting that and being like yeah you're not getting him this time this mm. is going to be a standalone wedding yeah, them saying it was a standalone wedding, and then when Titania turned up, I was I was surprised to see it because I mean, as we we said last week, we weren't really expecting necessarily to see her again in any specific context, and I wasn't really expecting her to to see her to repeat that weird dash attack scenario, mm. but not really go anywhere else. Except for the the Titania stuff, you could drop this in anywhere, it would seem. Mm. And and maybe the bit at the end, but that's just the way of modern TV. Yeah. I, I I do like the Titania stuff did feel like this was inching towards that maybe their frenemies, where they actually had a bit of talking and understanding with each other. But you've made me wonder, is this a sign of who the show is made for? So there wasn't a credit sequence last week, and there was a comment of knowing that there's going to be a suit coming, superhero suit, um, was enough of a tease so we didn't need something in the credits. Nothing in the credits this week. Mm. And again, there's a tease of there's another superhero coming as well. I didn't think about the Daredevil thing, and I haven't seen the, the you know, trying to avoid the commentary mm-hmm. and discussion about it. 
so to us, we both said that the fourth wall breaking was just a bit too knowing. Mm. And is it because it's 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 not so knowing if you know <laughs> that they are? Um, Sorry, I need to get my red wool. Exactly. If 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 you know they're setting up a new hero coming in and a new cameo crossover, you talk about Daredevil. Daredevil. Yep. Okay, sorry, I thought you were talking about another hero, and I'm thinking. No, well, the, you know, who knows things. what else is coming? Um, then that fourth wall break might be a bit like, oh, okay, they're telling us it's not going to be this one; it's going to get mm. in the way of the thing you're really anticipating. Whereas not knowing that thing, I was like, that's, that's not a very clever meta joke. Okay, because you'd forgotten that we'd had the tease. Yes. Okay. Cool. I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So, so you make me wonder: is is this a show that's built for the comic fans, the people who have watched every single episode of everything and know what's about to happen, and are just here to see it happen? But do they know what's about to happen? Like, does anyone know what's about to happen in the show? Because I feel like the show doesn't quite know what's about to happen <laughs> in the show. Well, as we've just been saying, that we were expecting another superhero person to turn up at some point. Mm-hmm. Before the show, we were expecting some cameos from certain people, which have shown to be true, because they talk about the casting coming up and who's returning yeah. and who we're excited to see. And So so the show is just the delivery of the advertising and the setup that's rather than more a like show. Marvel fans than comic book fans, because I was thinking it was... Talking, you know, the people who were waiting for Mephisto. This is not a Mephisto <laughs> situation. Right. No, I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. This yeah. is more like the Marvel marketing machine feeding itself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With you. Mm. Yes. Yes, yeah. I think. I think so. And maybe, maybe that's the answer to my question of why are these all twenty-three minutes? Because there's not actually much else, and they're just here to advertise the wider universe and fill in some time before mm. a movie or something. The thing. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Daredevil in this universe, but it is also a little frustrating that you've got this show, the She-Hulk show seems to be, because there are so many of the cameos and all that kind of stuff, that She-Hulk isn't enough. Mm-hmm. I uh, think that's, that's definitely my frustration with it. Yeah. And also she isn't, this She-Hulk isn't enough. Which is the thing that's even more annoying. That is a you know, I could, yeah, I could just yeah. be annoyed about the fact that that was what was surrounding it, but it's the fact that no, they're actually kind of right. And I'm looking forward to Daredevil turning up because it will be something, mm. you know, to focus on. Whereas before the show, we were excited to see Tatiana Maslany yeah. take on this thing. Very yeah. much so. Mm. I'm excited to meet She-Hulk as a character and yeah. enjoy mm-hmm. kind of the complexity and all of the things. Mm. Or you know, it's some fun. Mm. But this was the most fun legal drama, and she wasn't in it. Well, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, true. Mm. Um, I'd say the thing that is really confusing me is that I know a lot of people who are really enjoying this and they think it's really I fun. I keep and reading I things what and listening to on. podcasts. And, yeah. And they love more it. And I'm thinking, more. why am I not enjoying this? More and more. And like people I really love and respect. And I'm just yeah. like, how are you enjoying this? So yeah, people with recommendations I would normally take. And yeah. Would It'd be very, and would normally sort of be then if I don't know, I'm reading their reviews or listening to their podcasts or what have you. If it's something I've enjoyed, then they don't like it. I'm kind of like, oh, 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 well, that's a shame. Why is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm really glad that we have this podcast because otherwise, I think I'd be starting to feel very yeah. disengaged entirely from Marvel and thinking yeah. I just I am. So it is nice to have the company of other people who are also 
having to work to get much mm. out of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm imagining if anyone is still listening through to this, then they must be feeling the same because I'm pretty sure if someone loved the show, they wouldn't want to be listening to us not getting it. But they could tell us why it's so good. Yes, that would be very helpful. Please explain. With our final scene then, the actual bit of plot, we've got a big scary bloody sorry, big Abby, needle. needle. Yeah. My wife just looked at me and was like, you're going to need a cushion. I was like, looks like. <laughs> so we've got Intelligentsia, mm. which I was thinking seems a really weird name for an incel site. So I Googled it and it is actually something from the comics, which I was interesting. Um, what is it in the comics? A group of supervillain geniuses or genius supervillains. Isn't it, isn't it a thing from socialism? The proletariat and the intelligentsia. Yes. As a like, okay, fine. Yes, Sorry. but there is a okay. super villain group called the intelligentsia. Uh, how clever. Originally, I was thinking that this was just what this site was called and then that they were using it to, com- the, the villains were using it to communicate or something. Right, okay. Which that might be the case, but there is this group um, mm. led at one stage by Modoc mm-hmm. and dum, 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 the leader. Oh well. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. I, I I wondered if before that thing before knowing that I wondered if intelligentsia was just a sort of them mocking Reddit, but yeah, I'm also not sure because they also seem to quite like Reddit and getting people to discuss their show. So. Yeah, but I mean Reddit's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? You've got there'll be the Very threads true. that are mm-hmm. the intelligentsia style and the threads that actually like the show. This this seemed to me to be a bit more kind of dark web, like you know, mm-hmm. separate, you know, like like you read some kind of bad New York Times expose about, <sighs> you know, but yeah, I, I mean, we've talked all the way through, um, because it's been in there all the way through about oh the bad men, and um, I guess if if that's kind of the the big incel villain that we're going for, hmm. I suppose that that sort of follows. Mm. It's. I'm feeling less and less like Tatiana has anything to do with. No, Tatiana obviously does because she's playing the lead. Laura. I'm feeling less <laughs> and less like Titania has anything to do with, with this element. Mm. I mean, she might get recruited or something, but I don't think you would. I I sort of have some hope that you know, with her still being in it, that we might get Matthew's vision of them sort of teaming up because I think if anything mm. is going to make these two mm. women with much antagonism get over it, I think it would be something that is so significantly mm. appalling. Um, or perhaps, you know, they've also kind of got a thread about her as well, you know, if they're randomly picking on... Yeah, I think at the two, why would you not be interested in... Titania because she seems to have the super strength and and all the stuff but without needing to grow and turn green so if anything it seems to be the more refined version of it might not be in our blood it might be some you know no nope, you're right mutant gene oh. wink but it's also <laughs> possible that like maybe they're just not that in skincare and they haven't discovered her yet like maybe that's yeah. maybe they haven't heard who's not of heard of her Wow. <laughs> but yeah, or, or I say, maybe there is another thread. They just didn't open that one. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm mm. hoping Josh is not. It would be nice for her to have, you know, 
and she's clearly looking for somebody Actual. Mm. to actually mm. have and also to have another guy in the show who isn't appalling it would be um, nice if, if it wasn't all men in the show pug we've, we've got pug who at least so far mm. has not been revealed but not not today no, no today no, again mm. yeah but i do i do have my suspicions about josh Mm. Oh, she so. got her chips when she was drunk, mm. which is a good mm. move. It is a good <laughs> move. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that we. Is there anything else we enjoyed that we want to call out? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely thinking. Genuinely, like, I'm going to just see if I've missed anything. And I have to say something just in case, dear listener, you thought you're. The machine had broken and one out of battery. No, okay, two, that's just the cogs whirring. Two things from the um, the wedding side of things. Uh, that Annie Lennox song is a banger and I'd forgotten about it. That is a banger. My wife loves Annie Lennox and that yeah. song and she just sat there going, why? Why? <laughs> Shh, just listen to it. I was like, Close just to give you something story. to enjoy. Just trying to give you a moment of joy in this. And I quite like the kind of frenemy moment between Lulu and Jen when she's asking, so how are you doing? And she reels off all this amazing stuff about her job and the fact she's now superhuman. And then, yeah, but what about boys? What about, oh, don't, don't, don't be upset about it. It's fine. You know, all of that crap. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a pretty bang on the nail. You see, we had a discussion about that. Oh, yeah. Because we've had other instances of exactly that thing in this show. St- stuff that we have seen, that we, we know about, that, that, yes, the sort of, you know, cishet normative types are obsessed mm. with uh, coupling up and making babies. And and this felt like, okay, yes, they're doing that thing again. Okay. Mm. But perhaps, yes, they should, because it does still happen. So, yeah. you know, and, and I think call it out that, as a joke. But also, I think the way that uh, Jen responds to that, she isn't mm. cowed by it at all, even though she does want True. to meet somebody. Mm. She's very kind of like, uh, yeah, well, no, it's fine, actually. Mm. And not, not in a sort of passive-aggressive or anything. You genuinely feel from her that, well, no, uh, you know, I'll, I I'm am okay. doing well. Yes, I am yeah. doing well. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. So two things. Okay. No, I, nice, I will second you. that as well. I really like that that little speech and, and that moment. I really like, like, which is actually one of the biggest law firms in the country. I was just like, I really, mm. I liked mm. her just kind of, Having some character and mm. being proud of herself and those things. And it's good wrap to have that kind of conversation. And I think, like you say, it is that thing where it's a bit like you're suggesting to us show that this is not a very dateable woman. But then also we had an episode where she went on so many dates and mm. like yeah. men that sucked. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Pick a thread. but mm. So in our last episode, we had some questions about American law. Mm-hmm. And we asked for American lawyers to get in touch, but because I have not edited that episode yet, now <laughs> our legions of American lawyer listeners aren't, aren't they psychic? I know, I know. <laughs> so instead, when those episodes go out together shortly, um, then uh, you can correct me. But I did some googling, which is mm-hmm. obviously very important when it comes to practicing law. Uh, so it seems I had a question as to whether they would practice both civil and criminal law because we have that we have these particular lawyers as individuals practicing both and it seems that attorneys can practice both civil and criminal law in the US but tend not to and tend to specialise instead especially if it's in a big firm like this because your client's going to pay the big bucks for a specialist with lots of experience in one area of the law so which I think is the same as here 
So um, so that answered that question for me. And then we also wanted to know, we were talking about the fact that Matt Murdock is a lawyer in, sorry, an attorney in New York. And so we wanted to know what could he turn up in a legal case in California, and that might be how he appears. Uh, and as we suspected, a New York attorney, <laughs> a New York attorney such as Matt Murdock would have to pass the bar exam and be admitted to the California bar to practice in LA. Uh, there is no uh, recipro- reciprocity agreement between New York and California. However, <gasps> however, according oh. to calbar.ca.gov slash admissions slash special dash admissions, there is a multi-jurisdictional practice program oh. where attorneys licensed in other states may practice in California to a limited extent as in-house attorneys or as legal service attorneys in accordance with the Supreme Court and state bar rules. They also have what's called Pro Hack Vijay, where an attorney who doesn't live, work, or conduct regular business in California can petition the court to represent their client under Pro Hack Vijay, which is generally done across the US as a standard thing. And there are a few other situations in which you can, particularly for representation and when you are in good standing. Okay. I can see the second one. I can't see him being in the house, given he's... The type no. of lawyer he, you know, when he sort of mm-hmm. probably deals with down and dirty cases. Mm-hmm. I don't but they, they definitely have a thing. And I looked at New York, and New York has similar things going the other way. Oh. More so about the in uh, ProHack VJ seems to be the standard thing across all states. Uh-huh. But but with also a lot of things of if you're in good standing, if you've been practicing for several years in your state of. Um, state your of origin, state, as yeah. Were. yeah, exactly. Yeah, the recipro- reciprocity thing. California doesn't have it with any state. Oh, wow, you said um, a lot more than I did. But but if you um you can do a shorter bar exam if you have studied elsewhere. Oh, okay. But you do still have to do the exam. New York has it with twenty seven other states, but California is not one of them. Yeah. Okay, well, I hope they explain all of that if he does turn up in court. <laughs> well, this is this is why I wanted to make sure I got the terms right, So, because I'm hoping <laughs> they do come and be like, oh, I'm here, perhaps you check. Good. Okay, well done, you, you know, rather than just they rock up. When I, uh, so remembering that this was a thing, when I saw it was a wedding episode, I was like, oh, that's clever. It's going to be. Yeah. And then when they when they started saying Jonathan, I'm like, his name's not Jonathan. Is Jonathan his mate? <laughs> is it someone he knows? Is that some linked? <laughs> is is Jonathan Mephisto and Mephisto is represented by Matt Murdock or <laughs> I'd say I've forgotten about Daredevil at that point and I was just uh, I wish I'd thought about that for two minutes because that would have been funny mm. <laughs> um, it would have made you laugh more than jokey jokes more than French jokes which yeah. are funny in friends <laughs> by the way that is a great episode go back and watch it I laughed a few it times Phoebe's wedding. it's lovely I laughed I cried I watched that one before my wedding so, yeah. oh, nice oh, nice, nice. And nice. anything with Paul Rudd in, frankly. He still looks the mm. same. Brilliant. Good on him. I, I, think, I think it's a bit of a waste that, much as I love them in their current roles, but can you imagine with the Blade movie coming up, that we could have had um, Renee Elise Goldberry and Paul Rudd playing vampires. Oh, can you imagine? Very, very fittingly, given very that both fitting. of them still look mm. like they're in their 30s. Mm. Where is my Paul Rudd vampire film? <laughs> Someone should have been making it for the last 20 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> you know, like Boyhood with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. <laughs> I had a thought, but I think it's Nicolas Cage who did It's Not Sweet Valley High, something like that. <laughs> no. I mean, there were definitely vampires, but I think more kind What's of... What's the name of the Nicolas Cage vampire film? 
I really wanted to just be Sweet Valley High. I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, he's making one at the moment, isn't he? What's the one that's been made at the moment about his psychic, Dracula's psychic, Renfield? Yeah, I mean, it's coming up with a film called Vampire's Kiss, which is where the the the, the meme comes from. Hmm. But it's not called that; it's something else. Where he's young, is it not Nicolas Cage? Is it someone else? Have I made this up entirely? <laughs> This is going to be my homework for next week, isn't it? See, now I just want to go and read Sweet Valley High books. It's a really good idea. <laughs> I have them in Swedish. Ah. Is there anything else we want to cover about just Jen? Oh, no. But Sweet Valley High. <laughs> did, you, yeah. did you ever watch the series? No, was it good? <gasps> I mean, no, because... Mm, but yes. Oh, in is a kind it, of 90210 type way. Oh, I love 90210. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I think you'd like it then. I have a regular 90210. Yeah. I have them on DVD, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 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 But no, otherwise, no, Matthew, we, we no, can stop. Okay, good, good. <laughs> it's over. Right. Sorry, it's over. It's finished. We're done. So you can find us online if you know what the vampire film with Nicolas Cage or another person is. <laughs> really That's your homework. Name Nicolas vampire Cage films at us for a week. I'm so good at that. Next week's podcast is going to be a cracker. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at Eloquent Gushing, on Instagram at Eloquent Gushing, at various places. Uh, Laura, where can people find you? On Twitter at Laura Geeks Out. And Abby, where can people find you? On Twitter at This Ain't You Sure. And don't forget to listen to our other podcasts. We have Worth the Calories about the Great British Bake Off, so if you like cakes, come listen to that. And you're looking at the name of the new one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it's a bit like kind of 90210, but with the twins. And I think it went for a few series. It was it was worth worth checking out. Oh, was it even on in this country? I don't know. Yeah, 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 it was on here. I don't know if it might be. Let me talk and then you can talk about this in, in like 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and go and check out Loyalty and Blood, a Vampire Academy podcast, he segues. Uh-huh. Wow. Marvellous. <laughs>